Well, hello there. Merry Christmas. My name is Chad Allen. I'm lead pastor at Cuyahoga Valley Church. And I'm Josh Stone. I'm CBC's Brunswick campus pastor, and we're launching in May. That's great. Well, we just want to spend a little bit of time with you and really talk through Christmas. And we all know this is not your typical Christmas. This is COVID Christmas. (laughs) So I know for us that means, you know, we're not traveling. uh, We're not really having any guests over. And uh, there's a little bit of a downer that just hangs over Christmas this year. Yet, Christmas is a time where we celebrate the birth of Christ, and we know that there's a joy, and there's a hope, and there's a peace, and there's a comfort that comes with Christmas, but there's a little bit of a clash going on with that. Yeah, yeah we, we had a, a conversation with a number of people at church, and you just ask around, hey, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you excited about? A lot of, a lot of silence, and a lot of, man, I'm just tired of this. And it seems like these, these, you know, Christmas, at usually a time where everyone looks forward to, the, the script's almost flipped a little bit where people are like, I just kind of want it to be over. I want this whole thing to be over. So we've been grappling with that as a staff, as yeah. individuals. How do we have joy in the midst of this season? Which is funny because we just sang the song, Joy to the World, yeah. right? And it's a classic. And as some people's favorite song but i think a lot of us are asking okay is it can i sing that genuinely right now like can i have joy i don't feel joy um is it possible to have joy but yet some of you like it's my favorite song and it's very timely in fact kind of on that note of favorite songs um why don't we just give you just for fun why don't you take 10 seconds and share your favorite or at least one of your favorite christmas songs with the people in the room with you right now. Ten seconds, talk about your favorite Christmas songs, and we'll come right back. So, yeah. Do you have any other favorite Christmas? I don't, I'm not a real music guy. It's funny because most of my favorite, like, Christmas carols are, are kind of along that, like, Oh, oh Holy Night, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, well, hopefully you're able to learn a little bit of so- uh, something new about the people you're watching with. Well, Chad and I, when we were preparing this, we were asking, what's your favorite Christmas carol? And we, we have the same one. It's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And that Christmas carol is a little different from a lot of Christmas songs. Because it's, a, it's, um, it's so if you do a little research on the carol, it's set to a funeral dirge. <laughs> and a lot of the lyrics of the song are not the... It's not happy clappy, man. It's not it's happy not... clappy. It's not super sweet. Yeah. Um, I have the uh, third stanza written here. I'll read it for you. It says, O come thou day spring from on high, and cheer us, cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night, and death's dark shadow put to flight. Woohoo! It's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but, so so every stanza has these these words of longing, of grief, of this isn't what it should be. But at the end, it always concludes, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And I think one of my favorite things about this song, I think it really encapsulates a concept that I think I'm often unwilling to fully embrace. It's this, that the path to joy often leads through grief. And I'm all about joy, but I think the grief, I think we're experiencing the grief in this season of our world and of our 
of our culture. And I think that song really distills that concept so well for me to realize, man, the, the path to joy, grief really is a necessary piece of that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that song, and it's weird, without fail, every year is like, you know, you start walking through the stores, hearing the music, seeing in October, seeing Christmas decorations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, When I start thinking about Christmas, without fail, that song starts to rise up in me. It's the first song that comes to mind. And I think it's because it's, it's kind of an acknowledgement that there are things in my life that aren't well. There are things yeah. that are present that aren't good. And so I think I, we relate to the kind of the, the writer's capturing of the, the longing and the grief that Israel had waiting for their Savior, for their Messiah. But then there's this declaration of joy. Rejoice, rejoice, yeah. Emmanuel. And it's interesting, you know, most of you know this. Emmanuel means God with us. Right. So it's so comforting to like, no matter what I'm going through, whether it's joyful or grievous, God is with me. And I think in the same way, God has just wired it that while I'm experiencing grief, joy is there. And it's necessary for me to experience grief to experience joy. And I think this, this season, I think a question comes into my mind is, what does God want for my family, for me, for us during this season? Does he want us to just get through it? I mean, probably not. What is he trying to teach me, teach you, teach us during this season? And I wonder if this year, with the kind of isolation and the unfortunate circumstances that we experience, I wonder if God's giving us a special picture of what that first Christmas was like. Because that first Christmas was not in ideal circumstances. No, in fact, I've thought about this multiple times. I wonder if the simplicity of Christmas, it escapes us. Because a lot of times Christmas is so busy, so full, so frantic. And it's like one of the things that we have this year, Christmas 2020, is it's kind of like a strip down. Like God has allowed it to just be stripped down to get back to like all the things that would make us happy, all the things that maybe we look for that actually have nothing to do with Christmas Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Like think about some of the things that make you happy about Christmas. Are they actually tied to the birth of Christ. Yeah, sure. And so I think you're right. When we go back to the biblical Christmas narrative, we a lot of times envision the Hallmark version, right? What's on the cards, what's on the Hallmark yeah. TV, the, the, the picturesque, tranquil. And I think that was part of the scene. I think that was part of the scene. But if you really think about the very first Christmas and the birth of Christ and what was going on with Mary, Joseph, and the, the historical, political realm at the time, yeah. There was a lot of grief going on in that moment. Right. So let's think, let's, let's think about that for a minute. Mary, young woman engaged to be married, and all of a sudden an angelic visit to let her know that she is going to have a child. And she's thinking, how's that even possible? So don't tell me she didn't experience grief. Don't tell me she didn't think, what am I going to tell my parents? What am I going to tell my fiancé? Right. What's, my, what's my village going to think? And so I think there was grief, but joy was there, and joy came. Joseph. I'm going to marry this woman. We're going to have a family together. And then she comes to him. Hey, Joseph, uh, two things. One, I'm pregnant. I'm with child. Two, it's God. It's, it's from God. It's a supernatural work. Like, right, don't tell me he didn't experience grief in that moment, right? I can't imagine. And then, uh, and then, of course, next thing you know, census, they're on their way to Bethlehem from Nazareth. Come on, that's, that's, a, that's a 90 to 100 um, mile trip, 9 to 10 days. I, I know what it was like driving from my house to the hospital. How long that took. I yeah. can't imagine dealing with that 
emotionally, psychologically, and like, Lord, is this what you're really wanting to do here? Because it right. seems very difficult. And yet all that you experienced, there, there was joy that came. And right. so we know that joy came for Mary and Joseph. Of course, when they get there to Bethlehem, you know, don't tell me that's not a grievous moment where <laughs> there's nowhere for you to go. I mean, we all have an idea of what we want it to look like when our baby's born, right? That's not, not going that. to be the case. So they're finding themselves in a cave or really the equivalent of what would have been a, a garage in the homes at the time where the animals were kept to be safe or warm. And that's not the ideal situation. That's grievous. And then, you know, one of the most grievous moments in the whole biblical narrative is that because, you know, Herod felt threatened when he heard that there was a king that was born, he sent his soldiers out to Bethlehem and he slaughtered every boy that was yeah. two years old and younger. So there's grief in the midst of everything. Yet Christ was born. God's Savior came, and there was joy. And again, you see that you've you got to experience the grief to experience the joy. Right. You know, I think if, I think if we zoom out, when we look at the Christmas narrative, that we also zoom out to other really significant passages of Scripture, I think we see this theme that grief is necessary for joy. I think we see it all throughout the Scriptures. You think about, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame. You think about, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. I think, blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Even the Lord's Prayer, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, so as, we, as I kind of, we kind of zoom out, we realize you know, the path to joy often leads through grief. Yeah. And for me, during this season, that gives me a greater level of joy to recognize that. And it gives me a greater level of hope that even though this season's very challenging, it seems isolating, we don't get to do the fun stuff and hug the people we want to, want to hug and see the people we want to see, it does not minimize the truth that Emmanuel, God is with us. And I even think he's going to give us a, a special experience of his presence in the midst of the grief that we're all ex experiencing. Yeah, I think when you look at the Christmas narrative, it's almost like it's a micro moment from really a biblical yeah. macro concept. And I think you can argue that sometimes the, the depth of the grief and the level of grief can actually make the joy even sweeter if you allow yourself to see... See, here's the problem. I think a lot of people, and this is something we have to catch, we know that grief is necessary to experience joy. But for those who are in Christ, those who have a relationship with the Lord, you don't want to be so wrapped up in your grief you that stuck. you miss the joy. Yeah, you can't get stuck there. But it's unrealistic to be so focused on the joy that you minimize the value of the grief. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we're not going to say it's all good when it's not all good. Right. We have to embrace the fact there's grief, it's present, and you know what? If we allow ourselves, we'll see the joy that God has at the same time in the same space. Yes. And I think when God, you know, he, he wants to be our Father, mm -hmm. and He calls us to be His beloved children. So I think about people in our congregation and people we know that have lost loved ones or have been extremely sick or haven't seen loved ones for many years. So what do we do with the grief? We know we can't just paper over it and try to disregard it, because that's mm -hmm. not what the Bible teaches. No. I think God wants us to simply acknowledge it before Him and give it to Him. Give it to Him. That's key. I think if we, we can get, we can get stuck in the grief and it takes away our joy. I think I've been there before. But if we can acknowledge, hey, God, I'm dealing with this right now. 
Would you help me experience your joy? I think that's what God wants us to do with that grief. That it, it, It's a temptation to overwhelm us and get us stuck in that, in that mire. Yeah, I agree. And, if, and the tricky thing is, if, you know, you've got to acknowledge the grief. You've got you've, you've to be okay with the grief on some level. But you can't get permanently stuck in your grief. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you go from experiencing grief to now grief has you. Right. And it's hard to experience the joy that God has for you yeah. if you're stuck in the grief. Yeah. That's, that's why I like that Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. At the end, it's always rejoice, yeah. rejoice. Yeah. Acknowledge the grief and moves on. And that's really a reflection of what we see in Scripture. You know, one of uh, the verses that comes to my mind is 2 Corinthians 6.10. And we think of the Apostle Paul. and he just, he just enters into this whole list of difficult circumstances that he and fellow believers are going through. And he says something so on point with what we're talking about. He basically says, I'm sorrowful yet rejoicing. Yeah. Grief is there. Joy is there. They're sharing the same space. And so as you're thinking about this, Think about the grief you're going through right now, the grief maybe you've been in. And you know what? Honestly, the grief you're going to experience at some point in the future, joy is going to be sharing that same space. You just have to make sure that you look for it. And I hope that this time has been very helpful to you, very insightful to you. This whole concept of grief is necessary to experience joy is an absolute game changer. Now, we've been talking about joy. I just want to make sure that you understand what, we're, what we mean when we say joy. Because many of us confuse joy with happiness. Happiness is very circumstantial. It's based on our external you know, uh, circumstances. But joy, that despite whatever is going on externally, is actually a deeply rooted trust in God. It's a deeply rooted contentment that's unwavering despite the external circumstances. So you can actually have joy and cry. Um, you can actually be happy but not actually have joy it's very deep it's very internal because God is the source of joy he is our joy and so I just want to remind you and for all of you watching right now who are believers in Christ um, I want to just remind you of the capacity that God has given you through Christ that's why this time is so precious to us we celebrate the birth of the one who gives us joy, this great capacity to experience joy. So don't let whatever is grievous right now overshadow the joy that God has for you. And for those of you who don't know Christ, this is a moment for you to really think about God's love for you, God's invitation to welcome you into the same capacity for joy that we're talking about. I mean, when you revisit the Christmas narrative, and you think about some of the most uh, amazing yet peculiar moments, like in Luke 2.10, for example, when the angels came to the shepherds and they said, uh, I'm go- we're going to bring you good, no- good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And so all the people includes me and you. And so in Christ, God has an opportunity for you to experience great joy. And, and of course, the greatest joy is the fact that God sees a condition that we have that we can't resolve ourselves, and it's called sin. And sin is really the most grievous thing that we experience as humans. I mean, this whole talk about, let's get back to normal. Well, again, if you go back to normal, you're going to identify things that were grievous then. The reason you don't see that right now is because a greater shadow of grief has kind of eclipsed that. And so all that you've been experiencing with COVID in 2020 has overshadowed the grief that you forgot about from last year's Christmas and the Christmas before that and the Christmas before that. But see, really, there should be an even greater shadow that kind of eclipses 
the grief you're experiencing now. It's the reminder that we should be deeply grieved by the sin in our life. Sin is just this internal rebellion against God. We don't want God to um, have authority over our life. We don't want to surrender. Sin is our natural disposition to rebel against God, not want God, to be self-sufficient, to do everything on our own. That should be the greatest grief in our life. And so the birth of Christ is a reminder of God's love to resolve and deal with that sin. So uh, of all the things that are troubling to us, our sin should be the most troubling, which means the celebration of Christ is the reason we have so much joy because he came to resolve that sin. It's a reminder of what the angel uh, said to Joseph when he was kind of tweaking out because he found out Mary was pregnant. And in Matthew one twenty one, he said, she will bear a son and his name will be Jesus and he will save people from their sins. That's why we celebrate joy specifically at Christmas because it's the birth of the one who's gonna save us from our sins. The one in the manger became the one on the cross. And when he went to the cross, he died as a substitute. He died in our place for our sin to deal with that before God the Father. And so for those of you in Christ, celebrate that. For those of you who don't know Christ, you might, you might be thinking, well, how do I get that? It's really a conscious decision to respond to God's invitation. And really the best way I can describe that right now is just to have the ABC of faith, okay? Uh, a is you just need to admit that you're a sinner. Can't deny it, can't, can't talk your way out of it. Admit that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. B, you need to believe in Jesus Christ. You need to believe that he is God in the flesh, believe that he did die on the cross for your sin, and that he rose from the grave. And then C, you need to commit your life to following him. Uh, becoming a follower of Christ is not a decision you make and then you just move on. It's, it's a lifelong commitment to follow Christ. And so if that's something you're ready to do, uh, right here in this moment or within the next 20, 30 minutes, you can find a quiet spot or even in this moment and just say, God, I admit I'm a sinner and I need you. I believe in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for my sins. I commit my life to following him. And if that's something you would like to do or you're even doing this in the moment, we'd love to get in touch with you. We'd love to uh, really help you take your next steps to learn what it means to be a follower of Christ. And so we have a response number at CBC. It's 440-276-5575. You can just text the word Jesus, indicating that you're professing your faith in Jesus or want to know more about a relationship with Jesus. Text that number, uh, the word Jesus, and we'll get in touch with you and help you take that next step. And maybe the conversation that we've had here today uh, is really making you want a conversation with us. Uh, you, you have questions on this. Or maybe um, you want to have a dialogue about what we've talked about. You know what? Let's connect. So just text the word connect to that same number, 440-276-5575, and let's have a conversation. We'd love to explain to you more about what it means to have a relationship with Christ. Well, I want to pray with you before we head out. And then uh, after this, we're going to have a great song called God With Us. We've been talking about O Come, o Come Emmanuel. Emmanuel is another title uh, that applies to Christ as God with us. But before that, I'd love to pray with you. Let's pray. Father, just thank you for this time. And thank you that although it's a challenging year and it's a difficult year, we still can have joy in Christ. We even thank you for the grief that we're experiencing because without it, you can't really have the contrast to experience joy. And God, grief is a great instructor that you've allowed into our life to teach us our need for you, to teach us to rely on you. 
And so, God, we thank you even for the grief. God, I pray for all my brothers and sisters in Christ that right now, in this moment, on Christmas Eve, you would allow them uh, to experience the joy you have for them. Don't let them get stuck in their grief. Don't let them miss the joy that you have for them because of the birth of the Savior. So God, help them to reflect on that and celebrate that today. God, I pray for all my new friends uh, that might not know you as Savior. God, I pray that today you've planted seeds of, of the gospel in their life, seeds that are drawing them into relationship. So God, I pray for those that right now are going to be uh, making that decision to follow Jesus. God, that you'd give them the courage to take that next step and text us so that we can walk with them and encourage them and celebrate with them. And Father, may they find uh, all the joy that you have for them as they take this first step of faith. And God, for those who aren't ready to take that step, but they're curious, uh, they've got questions. God, give them uh, the guts, the, the courage to text us, to enter into a conversation. So Father, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for the birth of Jesus. We thank you for the grief, the joy, and all that you've given us. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen.